Hey, everybody. Cal here from Birdies and Bourbon. Do you enjoy a nice glass of bourbon in the evening? Maybe a glass of whiskey? Uh, go check out our friends at Whiskey University. That's at whiskeyuniv.com, uh, where their sole mission is to educate the public about the history and virtues of bourbon in Tennessee, Kentucky, and other North American whiskeys. Whiskey University, where history and taste combine. Be sure to tell them Cal from Birdies and Bourbon sent you. Are you in the market for a new rangefinder? How about a new speaker for the course? If you're looking for a quality rangefinder at a reasonable price, be sure to go check out our friends over at PrecisionProGolf.com. Uh, loving the NX10, the new release. It's the only customizable rangefinder in golf. Uh, plenty of different skins um, to choose from. And the new Duo speaker, not only is it playing music for you, uh, but it's download the app and you've got yardage on there as well. So go give our friends a look at precisionprogolf.com. Tell them Cal from Birdies and Bourbon sent you. Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. I'm Cal, that's Dan. And for those of you that are just listening and not watching, uh, that is Steve Canepa, CFO of Filmland Spirits. Steve's joining us again for another uh, another major party. How's it going, Steve? I love it. I I'm so happy to be back with you guys. Yeah, glad to glad to have you here. Glad to talk a little golf. I miss you in between majors. I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to know what I'm do between the British and next year's Masters. I'm going to have to launch some whiskey. I think. Well, hold hold on, hold on. Don't forget the Ryder Cup. So we can oh, we kind of we kind of oh. shoehorn that in as a major. Love it. That's, love uh, it. That, that, that's a take. Uh, but speaking of, we we haven't spoken actually uh, before we do. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about the Canadian Open. I mean, that was quite a fiasco that happened yesterday. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with PGA Live, uh, or I guess I should say that the fund, and uh, then we're gonna get into the U.S. Open. Um, Local guy, boots on the ground, um, and Steve, uh, living in California, so he's uh, played LACC a few times, and uh, we'll get a little insights there, and we'll get into some picks and uh, and some bets. So, but before we do, Steve, what are you sipping on tonight? I um, I've got a, an Orphan Barrel Copper Tongue. Um, Ooh, nice. It's a sixteen year. Uh, it says cast strength, but I, the, I I love the flavor. I think they put a little too much water in it. I think it's uh, it's forty five percent alcohol, so ninety ish proof. Okay. If they would have kept it up above hundred, I think it would have been perfect. But it's still really good. It probably takes it from a, a B plus A minus. It could have been an A plus, but it, really good, really good pour. Yeah. Well, I, I've got uh, our U.S. Open pick. Mm. Um, that's going to be heading your way. It's at one fifteen point two, so that's uh, that'll that'll there make up go. for uh, for what you you're missing. Uh, that'll you, make up for what you. Let's, let's blend them. Could we get? Can I get a little bit of <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Dan, what are you drinking? Tennessee uh, Sprite. Sprite. Ken oh, Hennessy. Tennessee. 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 Oh. Mm. By the way, I'll be heading to Sweetens this weekend for the member members. So. Don't worry, I will not be uh, showing off my trophy when I get. I don't know. Stranger things have happened. I guess you never know. Games, uh, it's it's shaky at best. But uh, all right, so guys, let's uh, let's get into the Canadian Open. 
what can I say other than holy shit? Uh, Tommy Fleetwood still does not have a win on uh, on on North American soil, and I I mean I don't know guys like he it, it was his it was his right he he was playing iron off the tee the the entire tournament on eighteen goes back does it again and just completely shits the bed it looked exactly like something i would do hey i'm gonna play servative i'm gonna get it in play it's a par five i'm gonna get there in three make a birdie move on can't get it done i mean that's a bigger storyline to me than nick taylor winning in is tommy giving it up that's a good point. Yeah, I think it's a bigger story for sure. I mean, he's been searching and searching and searching. I think we think he's going to do it, and he's showing good uh, recent form, and then just can't close it out. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, it's funny when we when we had the the, the podcast before the PGA. I've been watching Tommy just just by chance, and I felt really good about the way he was playing, and he played pretty good there. Not you know there, that was one of the greatest tournaments I've watched on TV in a long time, and he had a good showing. So as I saw him playing good in this one, I'm like he's going to do it, he's going to do it, and it uh, yeah, it's just I, it's one of those things that uh, you can't put your finger on. I mean, you 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 can almost see the body language and um, the tenseness, and you're like, uh oh. Yeah, I didn't see any announcements, and and uh, and Tommy Ladd will be teeing it up in L.A. this week. Uh, I wouldn't be I, if if there's a new caddy on the bag, and I'm not blaming the caddy at all. But if there's a new caddy on the bag, I, I wouldn't be surprised. They were having some pretty. Uh, I didn't hear what they were saying. They didn't get in with the microphone, but what you could hear it from a distance, it, it sounded like it was some pretty tense conversations. And Steve, to your point, the body language was definitely, uh, it, it was not good. It wasn't yeah. good at all. It, it, it was no Djokovic out there closing out in, oh. in the three sets. That's, that's for sure. That's, let's let's yeah. just leave it at that. Mm. Um, but congratulations, Nick Taylor. Um, yeah. You know, I think Rory may be the biggest winner in this, at least in his mind. He is not the defending champion now, so he probably doesn't have to go back to the Canadian Open if he doesn't want to. So he he might have walked out of there with uh, with the biggest smile on his face. I don't know. It looked, looked okay, but uh, yeah, nothing special. So he gets to come to the South a week early next next year? Down here in North I, Carolina, I, I suppose. Pinehurst. So. I, I suppose Pinehurst. Oh, I got well, to tell you. By the way, I don't know if I can say it or not. Um, friend of the show. Let's just say he is a he's a golf pro at a North Carolina golf course. He's been uh, he's taken a new position uh, in Florida. So uh, that's something that we could probably get on the books once he gets settled in. And uh, Steve, I'm saying this with you here because you may want to come down and get a little Florida sunshine yourself. But uh, I would love that. Yeah. yeah. Keep me keep me posted on uh, yeah, yeah. potential yeah. dates for yeah. a Florida visit. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, new course, by the way, they've got a couple of course, a few courses overseas. But yeah, and we'll we'll talk. We'll get it on the show. We'll talk about it, and then we'll be able to release. I don't I don't want to give a give anything away that I'm not supposed to. Mm, nice. Sounds so good. Before man. you leave Canada, I mean Nick Taylor roll, rolling that putt in in front of the home crowd. That oh my that, god. That was, <laughs> That was something special, as bad as you felt on one side. I mean, just uh, is he the first Canadian to win that? If I think I, he's like the first Canadian in 40 in or 50 time. years or something. Yeah, because I don't yeah. think Mike Weir ever won it. I don't no. believe. Mm -mm. Yeah. No. So that I mean, it, it's it's kind of sad that that's not all we're talking about. It was I, know. I mean, it was an incredible role. It was it was a little um, Justin Leonard esque, you know, just from so far away up and down a hill and. Yeah. yeah, pretty pretty cool. Well, I will tell you, I thought they were going to another playoff hole. I, I didn't I didn't see that ending on that putt 
not a chance in hell. If if if, yeah. if we would have been live betting, I would have lost a lot of money on <laughs> uh, on, on, on that putt. I mean, I don't know what's the chances on that. I don't know. Yeah, crazy. I mean, his are really good for that putt, but uh, go to do it again? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Would you the uh, tackle though? We got to talk about the tackle of Hadwin. I pre-show you said, well, do you think that was staged? And like, no way that was staged. I mean, he got taken out. Who knew the Canadians were so good at security? They they needed at the Oscars. <laughs> I mean, you know, socialism, insurance, uh, everything that's healthcare is going on. I mean, and it, that's not good. It's not. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, I I don't know. I. I did ask if it was if it was staged. Uh, Dan didn't think so. Steve, what is what's your take? Do you think it was a legit? Think, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think okay. it was staged. Yeah, yeah I think it's just legit on that one. Yeah, I think it's just legit. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, that's. Um, I don't know. It's like one of those you almost did too good of a thing. It's like you you pump pump the brakes a little, Rambo. Like, we, we don't need to get into all this. Uh, and I haven't seen any comments from the guy, so I don't know what he was thinking. But because uh, he was just like shaking up, he was going to spray him with champagne or a beer yeah. or whatever he had in his hand. Right. You know what I did appreciate is all the fans, uh, all the player fans that came out. So Fleetwood had supporters out there. Nick Taylor had all the players out there. And. Everybody was uh, was having a beer and cheering on their cheering on their bro. I, I thought that was really really good for the game of golf. And in the business, they might call that a proper segue because there's been a lot of news mm. in the game of golf this week. Mm. Um, <laughs> so so Steve, and this will be a couple of these will be kind of pointed at you, just sure. to get your take on it. Um, as a professional, as someone that's uh, that's set in a, a C level spot from a financial position, uh, you know, it, it's at the end of the day, we we can talk. Um, you know, there, there's morality in everything, right? And 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 there is just the the humanity of you know we should do the right thing as people. However, when it comes to money, when it comes to investors, I'll say, you know, slash Wall Street, um, that, I mean, there, there's a commitment there and just something's got to happen. What, when you heard the news about the PGA Tour merging with the PIF, what was your what was the initial thoughts on? Well, it's funny how how if you trace back to us meeting and talking, you know, for the first time, we've been talking about this in stages and everything has gone the way I thought it would, yep. but at a faster pace. And you were part of that pace quickening for me, for my enlightenment, which is when you told the stories being at the masters and seeing them come together, Sure, the live tour and the PGA tour, I'm like, Oh, maybe it's going to go a little faster than I thought. And then, and then talking with you guys through it, I'm like, well, and then we had the little analogy about, you know, maybe Hollywood game. I'm like, yep, these, those are the signs. Then when I saw the PGA championship and I saw how they interacted, my clock started going forward to this happening. Yeah. Um, and I, and, and just to follow on a point you made earlier with a friend staying around watching Bryson stay behind and congratulate Brooks. And he was the only person to do it. You're like, well, those guys have built, a little bit of a bond on that tour. So they've got a kinship, but then, you know, Rory and Brooks played practice rounds together. And so the clock just started coming closer and closer. I would have said three years. Hmm. If, if, like you'd ask me on day one, I said yeah. three to five years. Yeah. Uh, 
And then every bit of information since then, including interacting with you guys, has made it come closer and closer. And even when it happened, it was like, well, that was even a little quicker than I thought. I thought maybe early 2024 was kind of my new window and it just happened faster. But to get to your first point, yeah, it's business. I mean, the once once the dollars become overwhelming to any moral thoughts or concerns, just overwhelming, um, it, it's these things are almost inevitable. Yeah, they all they all mighty dollar wins uh, every time, right? Yeah. <laughs> or you lose. That's uh, kind of the way it goes. So what's uh, so great points? And yeah, I mean, seeing them interact, you know, in person at the Masters, seeing you know what watching it on TV, and and you know, and then now you've got a champion. I, I'm kind of not kind of. I'm excited about the fact that we're going to have the best players playing again. From a business pers- uh, side, though, it, they they didn't really give us a lot of color as to how this thing's going to go. Right? It it sounded like this was a this was a handshake. Maybe after a few pops on the golf course and or a few days on the golf course, and hey, look, we're we're going to do this. We don't know exactly what we're going to do, but we're going to do it. And I I got a lot of texts from players, uh, from some caddies, and it's you know they were a little taken aback about how they found out about it. I guess you know this is kind of like hey, welcome to get, well, I shouldn't say welcome to, but you got a little taste of corporate America right there, right? You, you got a little taste of how. Uh, publicly traded businesses, even though this may not necessarily be one, but it's uh, for-profit businesses, I guess. Let me say that, how for-profit businesses run and kind of the, you get what you get when it, we got to make a financial decision. Do, do you think there's any, um, you, yeah, you, you can defer if you want, but, but what do you think like the, what do you think the real reason behind it was? Because the, Monahan has definitely said, you know, extremely hypocritical of me. And, you know, I, I did the right thing because it was the right thing to do based on the information I had at the time. And I got new information. W- what's your take on like the, the reason behind it and, and the, the, the quickness. Um, I think the reality of the pending litigation and the fact that there'd be a lot of documents that would have been made public about um, the profitability or non-profitability of certain entities um the quickness was to keep to get everything uh, out of the courts and into just uh personal interaction so that yeah these these things weren't public documents at all because once they hit the courts um any good reporter could find out anything they wanted to about uh, what the pga does with its money so you think the uh the fox news uh trial had anything to do with uh with the PGA Tour coming together with, with Liv? And, and how much stuff came out pre-trial yeah, there? I think, it, I think indirectly. I mean, I think any case where people started saying, you know what, if look at that example, look at that example. Well, that could be one of those examples, right? But there's, yeah. there's tens or if not hundreds of those examples where once something gets into the courts, um, and, you know, I'm not criticizing the PJ. They do so much charitable work. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. But the idea that they're a nonprofit, I've never I've never made sense of it in my head. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it really came to fruition for me when when they all of a sudden had more money to give out for elevated events. Like, well, what, what, 
Where did that come from? Well, as, as they're currently being investigated, right? I mean, there there are there they and have been for several years looking at where did all this money come from that uh, allegedly you didn't ha- you know you you what were you doing with it prior to this and now yeah. all of a sudden it's there. L- l- last question, and we'll get into the U.S. Open, which is what we're really here to talk about. Last question. So this this. Um, and they didn't actually. I, I don't. The, people are using the term merge. I don't know yeah. if it's if it's ignorance that they don't really know what happened, or maybe they just they're catching stuff at you know and 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 you know flybys. But they they created a new entity in which the PGA and the PIF are going to be partners, right? I right. mean that that's essentially what happened. And and Liv is involved from the aspect of PIF owns Liv, so right. PGA and Liv. I mean, I guess. Kinda, there's something there, but it's really PIF and it's and it's PGA. I think it'll go away. But my my question is, do you think that what's the chance that something like this gets shut down? I mean, there's because there's been some Fortune fifties over the past, I don't know, let's say ten years that have tried to merge in like some duopoly things and hadn't been in the U.S. It's been overseas and it got shot down and other things happened. But so, I mean, is it? It's a chance, obviously, that it could get shot down. What do you think that looks like? I think it's slim because what those two did was create a for-profit legal entity. And any organization that sees a new for-profit legal entity formed with that kind of money sees the tax dollars automatically. So to, so to me, there's a very little chance. The times where they get shut down are usually due to anti-competitive situations. Monopolies would be formed or whatever. Um, but the but the regulators are I think see a new tax base, and I don't think I think that'll keep this thing from getting shut down. Well, a couple of things yeah. there, Steve. Don't think about one. I think Microsoft and uh, Activision. You know, we thought that was going to pass, and then there's recently, I think today, got announced that they're still not quite sure about that one, or it got rejected, or it's being reviewed. And then number two, with all the rhetoric in Washington about TikTok now owning all of media, did we? Uh, I think there's going to be some pushback with a foreign government owning the PGA Tour or part of it. True. So I think the differences there are. Uh, where the where the taxable income will reside mm-hmm. so i think the things that scare them are when the entities that are merging the controlling entity can shield that taxable income in a, in a foreign place with a different tax bracket different tax rate in this case and i don't know the details but i think the idea is the taxable income will be from a u.s based company um, that, but, but look at that's one man's opinion yeah. without a ton of reading a, a bunch yeah, of literature. It's just, it's just what my instincts tell me. I just hope yeah, things was, get back to normal fast. You know? <laughs> we don't really like all this non-normal, right? Well, the PGA was pretty normal. The PGA championship felt more normal than anything I've felt in a long time. Though. I felt know. Like it did, a did good that. Tournament. Yeah, and, yeah. A good, and a great tournament, right? I mean, yeah. it just like it, it was, it, it really delivered and of which yeah. Steve, I mean, you're teeing this thing up. Perfect. Perfect segue into this week's U.S. Open at L.A. Country Club. Um, we're going to talk a little. We're going to get some insider uh, tips and pointers and ex- personal experience here. Uh, we won't talk too much about the six hole, but we, we, we may touch on it a little bit. Um, so L.A. Country Club, it's going to play over 7,400 yards. It's a par 70. We're going to we're on bent grass greens. And the stamp meter allegedly is going to be running at 13. So just to put that into scope, what does 13 mean? Uh, Augusta is usually coming in at 14 or 15. 
So if it's, um, you know, depending on the weather, and we'll chat a little about that in a second, but depending on the weather, I mean, this thing potentially gets to Augusta green speeds. And I think from a course comp, I have not played either, um, but I'm hearing Augusta thrown around a lot. I'm hearing big fairways. I'm hearing long approach shots. I'm hearing uh, the rough. I've, I've heard conflicting stories. And, and again, this would be, I guess, non-standard playing conditions, right? In the U.S. Open, uh, coming in and setting this thing up, right? So what's, uh, what's your take on L.A. Country Club, Steve? And uh, what's your experience like there? Yeah, so so I, I could see a little bit of the Augusta comparison, but um, I think it, it feels a little more rustic than than Augusta does. There's a barranca, which is the term we use out here for a dry riverbed. Um, there's one at Riviera you hear about all the time during the LA Open, and um, and it runs through almost the entire course, and it comes into play on the majority of holes, and and that feeling of seeing that dry riverbed and the the growth around it and there's some bridges over it and stuff it gives it a little different vibe but the greens themselves i can see that comparison although they're more quadranted like it's it's uh in certain spots they're flat but you got yeah. but if you miss that spot you got to deal with the hump versus augusta seems like the whole green has a, a personality to it but but I mean, it's it's a it's a good compare uh, at the green. The, the the views off the tees are are completely different. It's not so much tree lined shaped for you off the tee. But I think once you get that approach shot, I think the Augusta comparison comes into play a little bit more. You it won't be as emerald green. It'll be a little more of a, a, a lighter shade of green with a lot more natural grasses around it, some browns and stuff and. And you'll yeah, see more kind of deserty, like kind of a deserty uh, feel, right? Uh, kind of a mix in between. So, yeah. uh, like, take a desert course and an Augusta and, and kind of mix that together because LA is basically a desert that we irrigated, sure. right? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, I've I, heard some other course comps that were uh, TPC Scottsdale, and I don't know if you played any of these, but I heard Scottsdale. Yeah. Um, I've not played Shinnecock, but I was there for the U.S. Open, so that was that was somewhat uh, compared to. I don't think the rough is going to. It's not going to have that that feathery, heathered rough. And but when you mention that the Barranca, and we're going to hear that a lot this week, right? Yeah, is really. that would would if I'm kind of equating that to something, and I got the Riviera piece, and that's the George uh, George C. Thomas design. Uh, yep. Was the was the architect for both of those? I, I'm hearing that it that those that the two aren't necessarily similar, even though they do have uh, similar characteristics. The courses play different, but would you equate the Barranca here at LACC to uh, what do they call it at uh, at the old course, St Andrews? What's the 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 water channel that runs through the whole thing? I, I the name's escaping me, but. Uh, is it a yeah. burn or something? Yeah, uh, yeah the burn. The, right. Yeah. yeah, 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 the burn. Yeah, so this is, you can play your ball out of the barranca typically, unless it's embedded in a, a unplayable lie, but it's not, it doesn't have water in it. Okay. So it's more of a, it's an old river or creek that is dried up, that, but it, it, it creates a depression in a valley that you have to, to play around. Um, but it's not a water hazard. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so your experience there. How many uh, times have you played it? Uh, you you yeah, can brag if I've, you want. I've, we don't mind. <laughs> I've played the course. They're going to play a couple times, and then there's a south course across 
across the street. Um, and I've had, I, I, it's in my top five. I think last time we were on, or maybe two times ago, we, you asked me for my top five and it was in there. Yeah. Uh, George C. Thomas, who you described in his partner, William Bell, they designed LA, Los Angeles Country Club, Riviera, and then another one here called Bel Air Country Club. Yep. And uh, although they don't play the same after you get started, the first hole on each is, is a design characteristic where it's a downhill par five, it's very reachable in two, and they call it a gentle handshake. And uh, I birdied the first hole the first time I played LACC, and nice. I thought I was the shit. <laughs> and I think I shot 97 or something. And I'm, a, you know, I'm like a high 70s, low 80s uh, golfer. So it smacked me in my face right after that. And the other the other characteristic is the second hole is usually one of the hardest par fours you'll ever play in your life. So you have this nice opening par five, and then a super hard par four. And all, all three courses have that. Then after that, they all change. They're very they're very different but i i think the 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 layout of it uh the fact that you're sitting in the middle of one of the biggest cities in america but you don't feel it mm. um until a couple of the holes you get some views but other than that you you feel like you're just on an oasis golf course somewhere mm. the design every hole is unique there's no two that you say well i played that three holes ago except it was a dog yeah. right instead of a dog you, you never get that feeling um the the, the bunkering is is both visually appealing and also part of the part of the golf at the same time um and and uh, you know to be honest the clubhouse is one of the coolest clubhouses i've ever been in the history there the the vibe in it it's just it's a fun place so move the clubhouse right the clubhouse was physically relocated from another location and then they added on to it is that right the, the, the um I think that was way early in the history, okay. but right. I think since like the thirties or forties, it's been, it, it has that, I mean, it has the vibe of a pretty old clubhouse. So I'm not sure about okay. uh, gotcha. when it first started, I think it started as a nine hole course and, and yeah. grew. And so maybe they moved it, it moved it back then, but gotcha. I, I am so excited to see it uh, both at, U.S. Open conditions, which I obviously didn't play it in, but um, growing the rough up, the rough wasn't too much of a penalty when I played it. It was, it was definitely, you know, a, a thing, but it wasn't like you couldn't advance your ball uh, and sure. you could, you could definitely find it. So with, they'll probably narrow in the fairways, grow the rough up a little bit. The bunkers will be manicured to perfection. Um, and then I think it's just going to be a perfect venue for a U.S. Open. I, I assume the score will be around even par. Hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it's, it. Predictions uh, yeah. already. I, yeah. I, I, I like this. So when you're thinking about how the course is going to play uh, in, in your experience, and again, not knowing, you know, what, what the U.S., what, you know, what's how they're going to set it up. I mean, we can go historically around kind of what happened. Uh, what do you think the Bennett, so from a player's perspective, right? So if we're talking about off the tee, we're talking approach, we're talking around the green, putting. I mean, putting, obviously, I mean, that's, you know, somebody gets hot with a putter, you got something there, right? But but I guess tee to green, what do you think the most important aspect is going to be of the game here? I think it's, it's the approach shots to get to the – to stay out of the trouble around the green for sure, but to find the quadrant on the green that gives you the best chance for a two putt, um, maybe a birdie, but a two putt. There's parts of the greens above the holes on some of them, impossible to if the if the if the pin is short. I mean, it's going to run by ten feet um, with some. There's like I think it's um, number fifteen is a little hundred and something yard par three that has this hump in the middle. And if you go to, if the pins on either side of that hump, they could play like 75 yards. If I, I remember the, the Walker cup was there a couple of years yep. back and they, they had it at 75 yards. 
um, it, that, that was the pin was in the front. If you hit to the back of that green, there is no chance for par. 0. 0.000 chance unless they leave the stick, like leave the stick in and you hit the stick. Um, so I think it's it's the precision of approach shots. The driving, um, I, you know, until I see it, I won't think is like, you know, someone who isn't precise with their driver will still have a good chance. But it's precision with the approach shot to me will be the key. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the case, right, is, uh, I mean, I, I think, at least, that um, it's going to be longer tee shot, or longer approach shots, excuse me. Uh, and that's kind of, I guess we've seen that over the past several years. I mean, it's, it's, it's all going to get down, from my perspective, it's going to get down to ball strikers. And ball strikers is where that, that's, who's going to, that's who's going to feast or famine. I like a lot of folks that are, may not necessarily be long hitters this week. Uh, so, you know, there's some bomb and gouge folks that I think are going to be able to, uh, I, I don't think it'll be Bryson DeChambeau at Wingfoot, but I don't know that this is going to, hurt Bryson in the way in, in what we saw out of him at the PGA championship. So, uh, there, there, there could be something there. Uh, so let me give a few, a uh, few hits here. Uh, last five winners, Matt Fitzpatrick, John Rahm, Bryson DeChambeau, Gary Woodland, and Brooks Kepka. I mean, that's all kind of saying long hitters to me. Uh, even though I just said it's not, but, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Dan, what do you think? Uh, it's ball strikers. It's all about ball strikers. You know, look for Victor to be deadly this week. Somebody like that kind of caliber. Um, the rough looked really nasty. It did remind me of Wingfoot. I get it's not exactly the same or whatnot, but it looked like it's going to be really tough to get out of. And if you can muscle it out of there like he did, it's going to be an advantage for you. But um, yeah, it's all about ball striking for me this week. All right. Well, let's talk about some players. Let's head over to our friends at fantasynational.com. Uh, I'm going to look at 2023 U.S. Open DraftKings, the last 24 rounds. And, uh, I, you know, it, here's where I'm at with this, guys. I, I can We can spend all day talking about how Scotty Scheffler's probably going to win. John, John Rahm's probably going to win. Uh, Brooks Kepka, just based on what happened, it's a given that he, he needs to win. Um, I, I, I don't know. If, if you're going here. I mean, if, if, to me, if you're going this direction, you gotta go. You, you, where are you heading? Where, where are you going from? Uh, and we, we can talk from a DraftKings standpoint and or just outright winners, however you want to go about it. I was glad to see that Brooks is finally getting some respect from the DFS community here. I think the last two majors, he wasn't anywhere close to $10,000. I think that was negotiated in the PIF and PGA. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you go first, Steve. Well, so the um, the person that I I don't want to disrespect, but that I worry a little about on this list is John Rahm a little bit because he won at Tory, which has brutal rough. But I'll say the difference between Tory and here, and I played them both um, and spent time in San Diego and, and here, obviously. The, the rough is thick, but it's the same. Almost the whole course, the rough is the same. Um, and, and at LACC, you can get, you can hit it a yard off and have a certain line. You can hit it 20 yards off and have a better lie. It's inconsistent. Mm. The, the, the topography is inconsistent. Uh, you know, the Branca, you can get in the Branca and go, Oh no, I'm in the Branca and have a perfect lie in the Branca on a piece of a tuft of grass that you can get your black, your club on. 
And I think the, the of this group, the level-headedness, not getting frustrated when, when you didn't hit that bad of a shot, but you got a bad break, um, not letting that get to you will be a huge key. Now, now lately, John Rahm has shown a better ability to not get as frustrated, but there's going to be things that happen to all of these guys where they thought they hit a great shot and their lie will be awful. Hold, hold, or, hold on, yeah. hold on. Did, did you see John Rahm? <laughs> did you see John Rahm at the PGA Championship and at Memorial? I, 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 I saw a little bit of John Rahm of old. So I'm yeah. So I'm taking a bigger a bigger sample set, but I think it, but that but those are what worries me. He still has the occasional flare up of the behavior that was more uh, constant before. He's seems to have managed it, but it still flares its ugly head. And I think if there's a course that can do that to you, and you say, well, you know, not you guys, but someone say, well, he, he managed it at Tory Pines. Tory Pines is a different animal in terms mm-hmm. of its challenge. You know, when you hit a bad shot. And you know when you hit a good shot, and you almost always get rewarded for your good shot there, and you never, and you know what to expect on your bad shot. It's it's five feet off the fairway, it's going to be this kind of rough. It's twenty feet off the fairway, it's going to be that kind of rough. Here, that's not going to be the case. It could be, like I said, it could be an inch off the fairway and be way worse of a lie than twenty feet off the fairway, just based on luck. So that's where he scares me a little bit. But where uh, Scheffler, Cantlay, Kepka. Um, they they seem to handle that better, um, that bad luck situation a little bit better. Hmm. I, if Scheffler gets hot with the putter, hmm. mail it in. We've we've got wire to wire winner. If if he get, <laughs> if he's hot, yeah. if he's gaining strokes, uh, and what's he losing? Uh, almost three strokes right over his last twenty four in putting. It, but if Scheffler gets hot with the putter, if it shows up, mail it in. It's done. I'm not going there. I'm I'm gonna I'm spin, I'm going elsewhere because I do think to to kind of where you were heading, Steve, or what you stated is that the the course is going to be different, right? I mean, we've got some guys that play the 2017 Walker Cup there, and uh, who do we have? We had Scheffler, uh, who Morikawa. Uh, I think that may be all that's in this field. There may be a couple others. I think that's it. But I, I don't – course experience really isn't going to lean into this very much. And, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think Scheffler has a chance. It's just – it's putter dependent there. Oh, I, I shouldn't say has a chance. Obviously, he has a chance. I don't <laughs> think it. Uh, but uh, it's, he's it's gotta putter get that, He's got to get that off the tee going in the right direction, man. He's leading on all ball striking except for off the tee. He's number two, you know. Everything else is number one. Yeah, what's what's his problem? <laughs> if, the, if the putter gets hot, it, it's done. Yeah. You, you can you can go ahead and ink it. Uh, I think I'm going to live in the lower half if I'm anywhere in this ten thousand dollar or higher price guys. I mean, I think uh, Kepka. It, it's a storyline, right? I mean, it it it's one of those. It's like a Vince McMahon moment. It's like no, 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 no. He and I, I think he did absolutely win the PGA Championship. And I think he had some solid contenders around him, right, trying to win. So I, I think he he played and and he won it. It wouldn't be the first time we that Brooks Kepka has won a U.S. Open and a PGA a PGA Championship and a U.S. Open back to back. Maybe a third yeah. a third time or so. Yeah. It could be a third time. It could be. I think it's real. I I don't know how it can. And and it has got to be. I mean, think about. I mean, as as an as an A lister, as an elite athlete, right? Thinking about. Just I, w- I will never know what this feels like, but 
I mean, there is, there's got to be just something inside of you that feeds and fuel. And by the way, he hashtag wanted to be a baseball player. So that's it. We, we ain't going down that road, but it's a thing. Um, I don't know how he doesn't take that and feed off of it and just absolutely unload and just crush the field. I crush the field, maybe a stretch, but. I agree. Uh, Brooks and Victor, my two guys here. I think they both are just ball striking it, and uh, recent form is wonderful. Uh, hard to beat. I mean, Brooks doesn't play on the tour, but if he did, I think he'd be contending for you know one or two in the world right now. Uh, potentially player of the year. <laughs> yeah. So, and with the merger, I mean, you never know. We we may get there. Uh, I think Cantlay. I mean, you can see by ownership. I mean, Cantlay's going to get overlooked. Uh, I don't know that he necessarily needs to. I mean, ball striking the hell out of it. I, I think there's something something there. Um, Victor Hovland, obviously coming off Memorial, he's had a week to rest, and you know, first time winning on uh, on on mainland soil in the United States. So, I mean, he's probably riding high pretty too. And, you know, thinking about what happened at the PGA Championship with Kepka, I mean, is this a little bit of a redemption moment for Victor Hovland? Uh, yeah. Could be. Could be. What do you think about Victor yeah, this week, good, uh, Steve? I think it's a good point. I mean, I actually, um, I like those. The, I know Brooks has won both in the same year, but I almost always like the person who almost did something to do it the next time. And he, and Victor, if he hadn't won a Memorial, I'd be even, even higher on him right now. Cause I, I think he played really good at the PGA. I mean, really, really well. And, and his short game is you could just see the improvement of it week by week by week. Um, and it's, he's going to need it here. So, um, I think he's, I think he's a good play in the 10,000 and up range for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, rank seventh in the field. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, there's something there, right? If he's, I mean, if he shows up and he's ball striking and he can, he, I mean, he'll be able to get there off the tee. If he's hitting the ball good, which I have no reason to believe that he wouldn't. It's just around the green, right? And I don't, I don't know what the rough's going to look like there uh, around the green and the kind of the runoff. So you know, you, you mentioned uh, the par three earlier, right? The short par three. Like if you miss yeah. it long, you're you're just completely toast. I mean, yeah. some of those things could absolutely derail you. And th- you know, this is going to be. Um, uh, who makes the least errors, right? Yeah. And and as you, Steve, you said it earlier, but uh, you know we've we've already got a projection on uh, what we think. Uh, so give me give me an over under for the winning score, cumulative, obviously, end of the tournament Sunday evening. What do you what do you think the score is? Oh, give me an over under number to bet. Yeah, I'm taking even par. Ooh. All right. So at 69 and a half, you're taking over. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I like it. Uh, $9,000 range. How do you think Rory feels right now? How do you think Rory? If I know if Rory's not looking at, he's not looking at DraftKings. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> well, but, but I mean, in, in where he's ranked and there's betting <clears throat> odds and there's things going on. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of coming into play. And I mean, Here's, I think, are the expectations just set too high for Rory? Because it's not bad. I mean, T9, T7, T7 in his last three tournaments. I mean, T47 at Wells Fargo, which I thought he probably would have played a lot better. 
do you think it's i mean is it just too much noise like is the is the drama around everything that's gone on is it i mean it was wearing on him clearly he said it was and he took some time off which rightfully so as you should but it is is this too much for rory i think so i think i think there's just too much going on in his head to free up his complete golf game I didn't see any interviews this week, but I think that, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be a bait and switch, right? It's going to be, what do you think about LA country club? By the way, all those comments you made about the PGA tour and about uh, how you hate live, uh, give me some more info on that. I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to bang him around. I, I mean, I'm not going for a miss the cut bet, but I, I, I can't, I, I can't go there. Let me ask you guys a question. Mm. Um, he'll do more interviews probably than anybody else. And he'll say probably 95% of the time, he'll say the right thing. Yeah. Do you think it takes more energy to say the right thing or to say the truth? The right thing. Yeah. It takes, it takes so much out of you because you have to think of 10. You're going to anticipate the question. You got to think of, 10 different answers, but I can't say that, but I can't say that, but you gotta, and it just, it's going to, to me, it zaps him. We're, we're saying the truth doesn't take very much energy, right? And, and you can get in more trouble by saying the truth sometimes, but it doesn't take anywhere near as much energy. He's such a good human being that he's not going to want to offend. He's going to, he's going to spend so much energy trying to say the right thing all the time. I think it's just going to, it's just going to mental energy, not physical, obviously he's in sure. physical shape, but I think it's gonna it's gonna tax him a little bit this week. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, other than like being a dick like Kepka, and uh, it's like no, yes, no, yes, yeah. no. And I don't know him personally, but I mean, you can the the difference that you know the bedside manner that Rory approaches, uh, you know, th that type of environment with versus they already know what they're getting from Kepka. It's like that. No reason to hold back, hammer down. We ain't gonna get anything yeah. anyway. So you know, ask away. But yeah, I, I think is there, any, is there any coincidence? The worst golf interviewer <laughs> of our lifetime is the greatest golfer of our lifetime. I mean, T Tiger never said anything during an right. interview, right? He just right. didn't. He didn't give it any time or attention because it didn't help his golf in any way, shape, or form. And yeah, it's not. It's not where he's at. I think Rory's gonna suffer from that. And how, yeah, to, and how, how deflating too, though, right? So Kepka's now got five, right? So he surpassed Rory. He's uh, he finished second in the Masters. He won the PGA. He's won the U.S. Open twice before. So good chances this week with his recent form. He's number like you know one or two in the world in terms of how he's been playing this year. Could be player of the year. Paired with Rory and Hideki for the first two days. It's like a changing of the guards. Because number one, did he save the PGA Tour by winning the PGA in terms of just bringing that notoriety of, you know, if Liv would have done nothing at the majors, it could have fizzled, right? But because he played so well, kind of elevated in this, this you know, this year or whatnot. So, so is now Brooks, as much as he's a horrible interviewer, little, little commish instead of Rory now, Kyle? Oh, he, he is definitely the, <laughs> he is definitely the savior of the PGA Tour. <laughs> that, that is, that is what, the, the non-PGA Tour player is the savior of the PGA Tour. I mean, think about how much, and so, and I was, at, I wasn't asking loaded questions earlier, but I, I think that we're, you know, the reason that we got an announcement last week, I think it was because Brooks Kepka won the PGA Championship. And I think that this may be one of the higher viewed golf championships 
in maybe history, right? I mean, there, there's a lot of noise that can be built up around this thing. I mean, warranted or not. I mean, it depends on how big of a golf nerd you are and how much you want to dig into this stuff. But it absolutely feeds into, uh, I mean, there's, and there's a ton of good storylines in this thing, but I, I think that it's, it, I think it, it's, it's there. I mean, it exists and I think it got created organically and they took advantage of a situation that, why wouldn't we show off the U.S. Open? I mean, here we are. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm with you. I'm a fade on McElroy. Uh, so nine thousand dollar range. Who? So let me let me call out a few people. So Xander playing. Xander's playing Xander. What is he? He's like T eighteen or better in the last five or six uh, U.S. Open. So Xander, you you got something. Homa course record. I think he took it from Patrick Cantlay. I think it's uh, Max Homa's a uh, course record of sixty one at LACC. By the way, Steve, did you play with Max Homa when you were there? <laughs> I didn't. Right. I think he was uh, three years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't that long ago, but it was. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a few years since I played, so he might have still been in high school. <laughs> All right, uh, ninety three hundred Colin Morikawa. So I don't know what we're going to do with Colin Morikawa. He withdrew last uh, two weeks ago from the memorial uh, from some back spasms. That could just mean I need some more rest and I want to be rested up for the U.S. Open. He's a California guy, so I think there's probably a little something. There, there's a narrative there. I don't know if you want to go down that path or not. Putter has not been great, by the way. And, yeah, I mean, it's I, you can just line me up, everybody, in the $9,000 range, and I'll take him. I mean, Jordan Spieth, I think he's had two of his best off-the-tee weeks uh, in his, uh, well, definitely at the memorial. Uh, so it missed the cut at RB Sarah, Charles Schwab, I did maybe intentional. Um, and T29 at the PGA championship. So I think speed and, and a previous U S open winner, I think speed could get somewhere. Fitzpatrick here's, so we've already got a win on the season at RBC Heritage. I don't think this is going to play anything like an RBC Heritage. However, um, I mean, if you've won a U.S. Open, there's probably, I think there's probably something there. And then, and Cam Smith at $9,000, I mean, don't you have to? I mean, T9 at PGA, Thought he would have done a little better at the Masters. I think I may have picked him as my one or done at the Masters. I, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? What do you think about the $9,000 range? Well, Cam, I, I think it's fueled. Cam Smith said he wasn't practicing enough going into the Masters. And uh, he was caught a little off guard. And then he played well over the PGA. I expect him to do well here, just with his uh, his ball striking and what he can do you know, around the green and putting-wise. I think he's definitely a contender here. Probably going to be overlooked because of what he's done so far to date. Um, Spieth, another one. I think you, you know, there you hit on it. Ball striking. Uh, look off the tee, thirty first, last twenty four rounds in this field. Twelfth uh, on approach and thirty nine putting. T five at the Memorial. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm in. I'm in on Spieth this week. Yeah, I like both of them of this group. Um, Fitzpatrick, I don't want to discount, but he seems a little uh, too. Um, uh, this is a bad word, but robotic for me, like he's got a, a way of doing things that he really doesn't stray from. And it served him well last year, but that course is completely different. This to me is a, is an artist's course. Um, you can't have a plan on the first tee and execute that plan 
the entire round. It can be your base level plan, but you're going to see and encounter things that you need a little more imagination during the round. And I think of this group, Cam Smith and Jordan do that better than anybody is they can adjust on the fly and, and have a little more artistry and shape shots a little differently and better around around the course as needed. So would you put uh, Fitzpatrick in kind of that bryson kind of camp of being like, you know, having a plan? More, and... more like uh, Nick Faldo to me, oh. a little more like Nick Faldo. Okay. That's who he reminds me of. And, and a ton of respect for it. And on certain courses, it it's fantastic. Um, I just don't think this is the right match for that. Interesting. Who was he at in the... Did he not play... Who? Augusta. He had to play Augusta. Fitzpatrick was at Augusta, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he was definitely yeah, he, there, but I don't see it on the screen here. Yeah, it was, it was before know. the RBC. It was one before the RBC here. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, he was tenth at the Masters this year. Okay, so um, yeah, I, I think it's so. Here's the the trigger for me and and trying to be you know how conservative can we be if we're going to spend you know our fifty thousand dollars. I think Cam Smith is could be a play. I think the off the tee thing could be. Um, it, it's questionable, right? He's he is probably going to spray it for sure. But I mean, if it's you know depending on how much they close in those fairways, I mean, if they leave them open, I mean, and if it if they do get it firm and fast, I, I think that that's going to be uh, it's going to be right there. So yeah, uh, I, I think it's Cam for me. And uh, yeah, and and speed. Yeah, I'm Machinelli. You're listening to Birdies and Bourbon. Drink up and buckle up, because we're going all the way. Uh, all right, eight thousand dollars. Let me throw a few out. G- give me, give me a yes or no, and then you can, uh, you guys can trade off on who you want to talk about. Uh, $8,000 range. Terrell Hatton. Yes. No. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Tony Finau. No. No. Oh, my God. I, well, I do have some comments about Finau. Uh, JT. No. No. Wait, you think this play, I've, I haven't played Southern Hills. Do you think this is going to be anything like what we saw at Southern Hills? Steve? Um, I, 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 I think it's very different. Yeah. Okay. All right. I haven't played it, but from what I saw on television, it's very different. Yeah. Uh, Hideki. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we're all in agreement there. Me too. Uh, Lowry. No. Oh, huh. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm Is like, he? give me Lowry at like a, a T20. You always throw the statistics out the window with him. It's like, if he gets, he has these weeks where he just comes out of nowhere. Um, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't look good on the screen, does he? Well, he, he's well, another the two one. Things I told you were important. If, well, if, <laughs> if, if the putter gets hot, I think he's yeah. there, right? I mean, yeah, he's it's just going to be. It's going to be dependent. So. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it it would be a surprise, I think, but I never can. I, he always surprises me when when he in the, and it's typically in a in a major tournament or a big tournament. Do you want me to answer the Sunjay before you guys do? Or do you, yeah, you go know? ahead. Answer the Sunjay. Uh, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. I'll, I'll be, I'll yeah. be passing. Uh, I'll be off which, the train. Yeah, the train. which, no. which is, I mean, like, I mean, look at it his last five, right? I mean, then go back to the to to uh, to the ladder. I mean, you got T seven RBC Heritage, T eight at Wells Fargo, both vastly different courses, and then cut, cut, 
and T41 at Memorial. I, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, yeah, the, the ball striker that he was, uh, something's something's off there. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a swing change thing. I have no idea, but something's off. Uh, okay. This may be, let's see. Hey, we only got a few more. Hey, we're fine. Um, what are we going to do with, uh, with the dashboard man? <laughs> And DJ Johnson. Ben, hold on. Before you answer this, do you guys know what sits behind the six hole at LA? <laughs> it's, it's 14. It's, it's oh, 14. 14. Sorry. You 14. Might, unless you, did you, you saw when the nines were reversed. But yeah, it's 14. Okay, 14. I, what yeah. sits behind 14 at LA Country Club? And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying there's a lot of blow that happens at that place, but uh, uh, I don't. Is Gretzky going to be. B- Bulldogging this guy the entire trip. I mean, LA, like we got the Viper Room. We've got, I mean, we got a lot of things going down in LA, man. I mean, we are at the corner of Wilshire and Sunset, right? Or at the intersection of Wilshire and Sunset. There's been a lot of names that uh, that have not fared well there. That's true. That's a good point. Well, where, where are we going with Dusty? Nope. Yeah, I just haven't seen the, the consistent four rounds of form from him in a, quite a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it. yeah I'm, I'm with you. You know, there's uh, the T-48 at, at Augusta, which he's obviously a winner at. Uh, you, you know, that's that's kind of a staple for me going into the year. Like, if, if, if that's your place, I mean, look at Phil, right, at, at T-2. I mean, that's a, if that's your place, man, I mean, that kind of sets the stage for you for the year. Which may have just, uh, I got to rethink my one and done now because that may have done in my Cam Smith uh, one and done bet there. So, uh, and it definitely undone my uh, my DJ bet. All right. So, the last two, last three guys Sam Burns, in or out? Nope. No. Yeah, I'm out too. Jason Day? Mm, I kind of want to, but. I mean, this is squirrely, man. Yeah, looking rough yeah, there. It, it sure looks like an anomaly in the middle of all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. <sighs> Yeah, it, it it does. I mean, he's played well at U.S. Opens before, so you know there, there's something there. But I I don't know that I can get there. I mean, I guess from a DraftKings perspective, I would just be looking at ownership, but I, I can't do it. Here's it. So talking about an anomaly, um, what about Cam Young? In or out? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, me either. Yeah, I'm I'm not there either. Can't can't do it. Uh, anybody that you want to call out specifically in the eight thousand dollar. Range. That was just Hideki. Yeah, Hideki. Was, yeah, I think we. Yeah, and I like I like Hatton too. I like Hatton too, but everybody liked Hideki. Yep. Yep. And I can't What's your thoughts guys, on Hatton? Oh, I I think it's just all the tools. Could be. Could I mean the the game is. Um, so you mentioned this about Rama earlier. Yeah. So I think that the frustrating thing might be. If if he gets in trouble here, based on what I've seen and what I've heard, it that could lead to his detriment. Uh, making the cut, absolutely, sure. uh, which probably means he's not going to. But he ranks out second in this model, so I mean, I, I think yeah. we're we're probably in a good spot with Hatton. And I, I think if you've got Hatton left in a one and done, I think it's a play. I think he's a DraftKings play. I mean, he's uh, projected at what sixteen percent ownership now, so it's you know, and he's finished uh, his last five tournaments. He's T fifteen or better. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I think everything's kind of, you know, it, it's kind of like the Hovland mentality, right? I mean, everything is kind of hitting on all cylinders. It's just, you know, it, it, it's golf, right? And and you, you got to you gotta get some breaks. And I don't know that he wills himself a lot of breaks. So, uh, But I, I like Hatton, and I, I think it's a play all the way around. Uh, I like Hideki. I think that one's solid. Uh, who else am I into down here? Uh, I don't know. $8,000 range. Oof. I, I don't, I mean, JT might be a DraftKings play for me just because I, I don't think he's going to win. Could I see him T5? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, it, you know, just kind of, I mean, no matter, he's, he's a good golfer, but uh, bad, I'll probably go for a major year though. Like T65 PGA and missed the cut at the Masters. Missed the cut at the Masters. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I see it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're better off probably to spend our money in the $7,000 range. Uh, are you good with this uh, in or out, in or out game? You like that? Yeah. Uh, Tony Fleetwood. Yeah. Oh, like wait him. a minute. Wait a minute. Tommy Fleetwood actually showing up to this <laughs> tournament. He left Tony in uh, Canada. I like him. I do too. I, I so like do, the rebound story. So do I. And I could actually see, I mean, off the tees, perfectly good, fine. Approach is good. Uh, I mean, are we, are we going to be able to hit excluding the par threes? Do you think people are, are do you think the players are going to be hitting? iron off the tee there's some yeah there's some shorter par fours that position is way more important than um distance hmm. you think tony fleetwood's new caddy is going to recommend iron off the tee <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to answer that that's okay uh i'm not going to answer you i won't force you to answer the tom kim story I, mm. that's uh i i'm that's maybe rough. we'll see a resurgence but uh, yeah. uh no yeah he read, I'm, his, he read his own clippings for a while so he's got to get back to reality yeah I, i'm there um cory connors he goes he does well at majors um i can I, see it i i think it's an interesting play yeah he's pretty consistent off the tee it's uh yeah, it's the yellows at the bottom that are a little concerning, but boy, he does play good in tougher tournaments. He does. Yeah. Uh, what do you see, Miss? Good temperament. Like that's why I keep drawing on temperament, and he's got he's even keeled. Uh, yeah, I, I like I like Connor. Um, ooh, so here we go. So now we're getting into another <laughs> live guy. Mm. This is this our first live guy since. Um, since DJ, since Brooks, Brooks, right? DJ. Oh no, we had Brooks DJ. And DJ. We had DJ. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, well, is this the is this the first live guy that we're in on since uh, since we passed since we started? Yeah. Other than Brooks, I'm in on him. Yeah. I mean, I think Neiman's a play. Didn't he win Riv a couple years ago? He did. He yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I think Neiman's a go, man. I mean, I I think it's uh, I think it works. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Rosie. Yeah. He's playing good lately. Playing really good. Uh, and he's contended at uh, U.S. Opens before. I don't know that he's won. A he's US won Open. one. Yeah, he won. Uh, where do you win? He won the one where Phil almost won. Wait, that's every U.S. Open. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we're, um, we're, we're not in the $6,000. We're not in the $6,000 range yet, Steve. <laughs> Hold on. Have, does it have the flags on the, on the course? It's got the little uh, baskets. What was that? Mm. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I, I got it. <laughs> Don't worry. 
Uh, and we're talking U.S. Uh, Justin Rose, right? Yeah. yeah uh, like, oh, oh Marion. Marion, yeah. yeah. And by the way, this is noted as a cop to Marion. So it, there, there could be something there. That, yeah, that, that I, I, I could see that. I, 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 of all the comps we've talked about, it's probably that's probably the closest one in in my recollection. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I think, I think he's a good play. So do I. I, I think it's uh, I think it's a solid play. I mean, so does uh, 17 percent of the people that are going to be playing in this. So, uh, but I mean, rightfully so. Uh, who else? We, oh, and just below it. <laughs> well, uh, let let's just stop here and talk about this for uh, for a minute or so, Steve. I mean, you 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 had you had a, you had a little outburst there. You want to uh, share your uh, thoughts? It's just it's just funny the emotion he brings to people whenever his name is shown. I, I actually whatever I thought about him before seeing him stick around and congratulate Brooks, he went he went up a little bit in my mind. I thought that was very classy. So. Um, I give him credit for that. I don't know what these statistics are telling or not. He he played pretty good at the PGA. I mean, I was watching yeah. him control his ball better. The slim down version, uh, I think, is uh, he's just got a little more finesse to his game than pure power. Um, but boy, I, I mean, I look at these things, these all these red lines, and I can't make. If he does that, he can't he can't win at LACC. That's for sure. Right. You know, but. My, but weird enough, I mean, he was uh, where Memorial Park where he contended. Uh, did he lose in a playoff? Or I mean, he was he was close to, if not, um, which was the U.S. Open in twenty. It was the COVID year. Uh, I'll find it out. But I, I think there's a chance. At uh, Harding Park. Harding Park. Excuse me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Harding Park. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That's the one Morikawa won. That was that was a PGA, right? Yep. Uh, PGA Championship. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's when Brooks said he didn't know anybody uh, on the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's when the little the little downfall of Brooks started. <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get behind Bryson yet. I think we got to see a little consistent performance from him for a while before you can count on him in a, on a, on a competition like this one. Mm, disagree. 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 <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on. Good, I'm, I love it. I love when we disagree. I'm on Bryson on this one. I, I like it. I like the T4 at the PGA championship. <clears throat> I think the, the ball striking looked better than probably it has in uh, quite some time. So, uh, I mean, he's gaining strokes. So yeah, that's, that, that's a play for me. Uh, all right. $7,000 range finishing this out. So Keegan Bradley. No. Hmm. I, I don't know that I agree with you. Uh, not to win, but I'm saying I think he could be a play for me. Uh, Sahith, are we going? Everybody's on the Sahith train. Well, not not by ownership standpoints, but I'm out on Sahith on this one. I'm out. What you guys? Out. Out. All right. Model rank 10. I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, Bucky. Too. How we feel about Bucky? I'm in. I'm feeling good. Yep. Are, are we Are we feeling good enough that we're gonna? Uh, let's see. What's Where's uh, Where's Bucky at? Uh, Phil Mickelson is uh, plus fifty five hundred. Are we feeling good enough about Bucky that we're gonna go there? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I think so too. I'm I'm in. I'm I'm totally sold. Everybody that I've talked to over the past three or four days, which has been you guys, uh, <laughs> there's actually been more. But everybody that I've talked to, there, it's like yes, yes. It, it's it, I don't know that it's his time to win, but I mean it's worth the gamble. I mean T nine, T six. He did miss a cut of the PG, uh, yeah, PGA. Uh, I think there's probably something there. I, I think it's a play. I think ownership levels may be a little high for, you know, if it's uh, 17% right now. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Wyndham Clark. No. No. Uh, I don't know. I'm torn on that one. Uh, I'll, I'll just go with the team. Ooh, Ooh here we go. Yep, I'm uh, in. How about, how, about, how about another shrimp on the Bobby, mate? I'm in. <laughs> huh? Adam Scott. I'm not feeling it, but but Dan no, was so emphatic on that I one. Just, I, I think he's been playing curious. really I'm, good. I'm absolutely in on yeah. Yes, I, I'm all the way in on uh, on Scott. I think this is uh, – I, I mean, so, again, the comps between Riviera and LACC have been like, eh, maybe, maybe not. But I, I think there's uh, – and Scott's played well, and he's been playing well. I, I think Scott's uh, a play <clears throat> for sure. And just below him – <laughs> yes, if you're li- if you're listening, if you've made it this far into the show, uh, you couldn't make it on prior to. I understand. Uh, maybe there was somebody who said that they were uh, they were they were they were golfing and boozing. Uh, let's let's do a post uh, post US Open. Yeah, uh, I Patrick Reed is actually a bet for me, and and I've already oh. bet him. And so here's the interesting part, right? I mean, think of it. If Augusta really is a comp, of which Patrick Reed is one, he he owns a green jacket. I think there's something to be said for the – see, the wind is not going to get crazy there, right? I mean, it's not going to be windy and breezy. It's going to be more the – It shouldn't. Uh, There's there's, um, one chance of wind is that's like a – a, a, a an abrupt weather change, but like where summer just explodes onto us all at one time, and we get this kind of influx of uh, reverse wind from the desert. But um, I don't think so. I don't think there'll there'll be a big wind in the next few. Would you call now. it a June bloom? Is what's happening? <laughs> well, that's what we're under, we're under right now is June gloom, which is uh, a little bloom. bit of a gray period here in Southern California. Um, as as uh, the middle of California heats up, the coastal areas kind of get a little foggy here um that could last through the whole tournament or it could it could end abruptly and when it ends there's usually a little wind that comes with it but it it's not like a persistent you know multiple day windy weather so um i don't think i don't think they're gonna have to deal with a lot of wind uh but i mean from a scrambling perspective and so, and Patrick Reed, not known for necessarily, uh, you know, getting it off the tee. Known, I mean, he manages the greens at Augusta just fine. And uh, I mean, if he's got to scramble out of the rough, I mean, I, I think uh, I think P. Reed and team have a little something to uh, something to be. Say. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, who? Anybody else? Anybody in the seven thousand dollar range? Uh, I, I can tell you who I'm not going for. 
Uh, and I don't mean I'm not pulling for him. I just think that they're probably Brooks Kepka mentality. Uh, ain't that mm, you're getting you're getting tossed to the side. Uh, Abe answer. I haven't seen a lot out of him, and I'm probably a fade on you know names that you would know. Nick Taylor. After winning the RBC Canada, I mean, are we going to follow it up with just a stellar performance? Can't imagine. I no, nor can I. I mean, that's. I mean, because that's a. Oh, that's there's a, your boy. You're about to scroll by your your favorite. Hold on. Oh, oh there he is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> really? Uh, <no>. uh, <laughs> uh, somebody else can ask the question. <laughs> No, no, I, did, I just I just didn't want you to scroll by without making a little comment. That's right, oh, no, 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 no chance in hell. That <laughs> okay, no. that's, all, that, that's all I needed to hear. Now, absolutely, now, absolutely. Now my afternoon is complete. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. Ain't, ain't no chance. Uh, what the band say? Ain't no mountain high enough. Yeah, mm. no, I'm, I'm I'm completely out. You know, I was a little. Uh, it was interesting to see, especially at this price range with Keith Mitchell. Uh, he missed a cut at RBC last week. I mean, maybe that would, I don't want to say it was intentional, but maybe last week was a little bit of a warm up and, and he shows up. Uh, where I would go is a little farther south. I think Siwoo Kim, well, I'm, I'm asking you guys, I guess, and I'm commenting, but uh, Siwoo Kim. <clears throat> no. And I just. I haven't seen I haven't seen him on a tough course play really well. Fair. All right. I, I, How about I Chris Kirk? That. Let's take a look at Chris Kirk. Uh, what's uh, what's the price? Seventy one. Seventy one. Yeah. All right. Go uh, ahead. No, just was curious. I, he seems it's the temperament. I know he's one of those guys that his his pulse never seems to change a bit, but the putting is a little scary and the approach shot, which I talked about being so important. So I just wanted to see him. I hadn't gotcha. So I it's, saw, it, I saw flash so by, but I didn't see his statistics at 7,100. I'm probably going, this is going to be weird. Russell Henley. And I mean, he's, he's playing pretty good. He's playing well. Yeah. Um, he, we've got a pair of T16s. We got a miscut. And uh, we got a T4 at the Masters. Yeah. So back to if there's any correlation with the Masters and Russell Henley at, you know, sub 10% ownership, maybe sub nine. I think that that's probably a direction that I'm going to kind of gravitate towards. Yeah, I think in the bottom half, I think that's the guy. Yeah. Bottom half of the sevens. <clears throat> yeah. Hold on. Do you want to talk about Billy Horschel again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I want you. I want you to drink more and then talk about Billy Horschel. <laughs> Hold on. All right. All right. I got to get to it. I got to get to the model 15 rank guy. Uh, salary $7,200. No, but seriously, like. Who, do you play with somebody? No names mentioned. Do you all play with somebody that's so annoying? That you're like, I, I just can't play golf with those with that person. Like I can't because they're of their mannerisms or their slow play. It could be it could be a Horschel, it could be a Cantley, it could be a Rock. So you've got Horschel. Just these crazy things that are going on. And like that 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 lean in to the putter, the, the step in, the step into the putter. And he ain't even a good fucking putter. Okay. It's not a good fucking putter. So, but the lean into the putter can't that that's it, it's beyond me. 
Uh, who The Rob. Do you play with a hothead? It's like, I don't, I don't play with that guy anymore. I might get beat up. Uh, who else is that? Oh, yeah, Nick. Uh, no, it's not Nick. Nate Watney. Have you ever watched Nate Watney play golf? <laughs> Nick Watney. Nick Watney, sorry. You're, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I was thinking, while. I, I had the Lashley and the Watney mix. Yeah, but, yeah. but Nick Watney. Oh, no. That guy's like. I mean, yeah, the, Keegan's the, Keegan's a little jittery too. Keegan's, right? a, little, Keegan's a little jittery. Yeah, Keegan's but, a little catchy. Bubba. But he seems like a good guy. He seems like a really good guy. So I think you can get. It. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I play with a group that I've I've uh, tended to weed out all of those types of <laughs> my own. They they may think I'm that guy, and I probably am the guy that they don't want to play with. But but the the group it's like it's like ten or twelve of us that we send a text out, and hopefully at least eight show up on on Saturday. But there's a bigger group that everyone always says it's like a money game. Really, like, got to come play in this one. And of that group, let's say it's twenty or twenty-five. I adore ninety percent of them, but there's two or three that have those characteristics. So, and I think it's a ball toss or a random thing. It's like, yeah, the chances are, uh, you know, one out of every three weeks, I'm going to get with one of those, and it's just not worth it. It's my Saturday. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. So, <laughs> I've, I've over the years, and I'm much older than did you. I've, I've made it a point not. Oh, to don't go bragging again. <laughs> Uh, not to play with people that I don't enjoy the four hours with. It's, uh, it's you know, or if you're playing it, it sweetens the 12 hours with, I was, I was about to say, are you, are you playing four hour rounds of golf, uh, out in uh, California? Three, three hours and 35 minutes. Wow. You're, you're at a club. You're at a club though, right? Yeah, I'm at a club, yeah. but I, I, uh, I definitely am going to join you for the 45 whole day someday. Uh, that'll be in the end of September. I'll send you, uh, I'll send you some dates and I got a spot to say, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, but awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it should be good. Good, good crowd of people. Uh, if you, if you show up there happy and you leave, like you didn't have a good time. Yeah. It's that, that's your own fault. For sure. <clears throat> That's your own fault. Uh, $7,000. Are we done? Are we cut here? Dan, Cal, from any- DFS Ooh. perspective, what about Denny McCarthy and Harris English? Uh, I'm out on Harris. I'm in on Denny. I mean, I mean, he's a putting machine, man. And yeah. that it's, I mean, if, if the, if the greens are going to be big, I'm sorry. The fairways are going to be big. The greens are big. I mean, I think Denny's uh, D- Denny's yeah. there. I mean, it's, the ownership looks good. I, I think Denny's a play. His second at the Memorial, not an easy golf course. Wells Fargo, not an easy golf course. Big and long. Uh, I, I think there's something on Denny. Uh, Harris, I don't know. Who did we, who did we play last week? We played... Um, Ah, we played Schnedeker. Yeah, also, yeah. Friend, fr- friend, of, friend, not a, uh, friend of the show, friend of the cove, and uh, yeah, that well, that didn't go. Uh, we love, we love him, but just it was rough. It was. We do rough. love yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, we were trying to get in on it early, yeah, get yeah. get in early, yeah. but uh, that that didn't really happen. Yes, yeah, so I played uh, Colonial where the Charles Schwab was in March um, for the first time, and I was there for a couple days. And there's a little bit of a vibe there that's similar to LACC. Ooh, um, nice. And I watched Harris bold there. It was weird. He was playing good. And then as the pressure got tighter, he kind of 
got tensor and bold it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't give me a lot of, of, uh, positivity on him heading in this one. Uh, Colonials it's, it's an older country club, but it's got, a, it's got a similar vibe clubhouse vibe. The course is a little more rustic like LACC is. And, um, there's not a barranca, but there's some dry river beds running through it, uh, and some actual rivers with water running through it. Um, but yeah, I, uh, that that tournament was fun because, um, I, you know, I'd just been there a couple months ago, so I watched a lot, like every minute of it. And uh, it, it, the first couple rounds, he was looking so good, and then the last couple rounds, not. So it doesn't bode well for Out, this one. Outside of like major conditions, because you know Colonial doesn't do that. But which one do you think is harder? you know, on a, on a daily basis outside of like tournament conditions, man, colonial surprised me with how difficult it was, mm -hmm. even though everything is right in front of you. Like, yeah. uh, it, I think the difference is there's there, you, as you stand on the tees at LACC, you don't see the whole hole playing out as easily as you do at colonial. Um, they're probably uh, equivalent. I'd say on a day to day basis, colonial is a little harder. I think they can make LACC harder and I think they will. Yeah. Well, what surprised me about uh, Colonial was how it looked easy, but it wasn't. Where LACC, the the look and the difficulty kind of matched themselves mm. off uh, uh, visually. The the difference at Colonial was, ah, this hole shouldn't be a problem. Oh my God, this hole's a problem. Sounds like um, a PB die kind of again. thing, there, Cal. <laughs> well, I, I I think my index is VD. eight. My index is VD. eight. It's like. <laughs> Yes, between seven, high sevens and mid eights is my index, and that makes me a nine or a ten at my club. I was a fourteen at Colonial, so um, it tells you wow. how hard that place was. Mm -hmm. That definitely yes. I, I love that. Uh, by the way, I may have just booked my twenty twenty four trip to Bandon Dunes. Just saying. Wow, oh, nice. Just, wow. but I mean, it's actually confirmed. I'm getting a link earlier, so uh, in case you haven't played Bandon, you should. And we're not sponsored by them, but we will be by the time I leave the next time. Uh, all right. So I, I got a couple more names and uh, we got to wrap this up. Cause leave I have some fun... kicked out. I, I want to have, uh, it, well, it depends on how many words you want to use. Are you using the bot and the AI or are you, what, what are you? Uh, so let me, I'm going to throw a few out. Eric Cole. Uh, Eric Cole is in my list. Uh, I don't know that he's going to win T5. I'll take him. He's in. Uh, your opinions on Phil Mickelson? Oh, no. 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 What? No. He's a no. California guy. Yeah. So you're out on you're out on Philly. Yep. Yeah. Must have been that fallen, uh, fallen brand lawsuit. Did y'all see that? Yeah. Fallen, no, fallen. I didn't see that. So it, I think it's a California. It's a skate skater kind of shoe company, but the uh, the brand, the, the not the brand, the logo of like the two F's. Yeah. Or uh, for Phil's team, it's it is the fallen brand. Here, here's my speculation on this, and you can mark the. Ooh, hold on, somebody's refilling. I might as go ahead and refill. <laughs> Uh, if we got to go or take a, take a break, you let me know, Steve, uh, here's where I'm at is I think fallen brand is it's like a, it's like a dip. It's an upscale version of vans. You know what vans are yep. Yep. or CV or CVs, right? So I think it's a, it's like a uptick or a, or a, it's a boutique version of, of vans and Phil's label for his logo. live team logo. Yeah. The logo, sorry. Uh, is 
I mean, it, it said they sued them for, you know, it, it could be, um, uh, no, it's exactly the same logo. So what I heard, I mean, I'm interpreting this as Phil just bought uh, a shoe company. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, it's exactly the same logo. <laughs> let me let me see if I can pull it. I don't, I don't know, Dan. Do you want to pull it up, or you want me to? See? Uh, sure. So that's why you think he's not going to play well. No, I, I think, think he's he, a- <laughs> no. I think he's going to play very well. Oh, so Dan and I don't think he's going to play well because he hasn't been playing well for a while. Yeah, I think other this, than the, the Masters, yeah. which is his set place. Up perfectly that's that's for his him, playground. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but other than that, he just. I mean. He hasn't been hitting his drives well. His his approach shots haven't been that good. Um, I don't know. I, this doesn't seem like a good time for him. I can't. I've got too much stuff open. I, I got can't it. I got it. I got it. All right. Squirrely stuff opened over here. I mean, things that we'll we'll have to delete all this, and uh, we don't exactly. want Yep. Pop up. Oh my God. I mean, I mean, let's let's just say that Birdies and Bourbon wanted to do a uh, you know a Filmland Spirits logo. Well, there's there's it, two millimeter space on the Fallen, and there's three millimeters. I, on the- I, I I mean, arguably, uh, yes, that that is that that's a yeah. I, I think that's, I'm not an attorney and I'm not asking you to be, and you don't have to pass judgment, but I think that's, that that's a squirrely move right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, leave some, it to Phil. May, maybe that's why they made the merger. Uh, all right. So, so, you're, so you're out, so you're out on the field. Uh, what, Sergio, you, we go on Sergio? No, no, I'd like to though. No, he really is. Uh, I think he, you know, it's a good story. What about Eckert? I mean, that that that's a. $7,000. Under 7% owned right now. I mean, it's quite. I mean, for, for that price, I mean, if you got to get somewhere, I mean, it could be a thing. You guys out? Yep, out. I don't. I don't know enough about. I don't, can't recall seeing him play golf, so I can't say anything. All right, yeah, uh, Min Wu. What, what about Min Wu? Nope. I'm out. I'm, I'm out. out. Yeah. Man. This is like right, this six, has become Shark Tank now. <laughs> six thousand dollar range. Uh, what about the tackler, Adam Hadwin? <laughs> we playing Adam? Or are we uh, steering clear? Not with that shoulder. <laughs> Is he, uh, is he on IR this week? That's right. That's right. Uh, he does. I'm, he does play good. He does play good at tough courses. He does. He does. Uh, I'm. I'm probably leaning more towards maybe a Patrick Rogers is probably a play for me. Um, for DFS. Uh, Hayden, yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, Hayden Buckley. Maybe. I mean, from an ownership perspective, I mean that could be a thing. Uh, Jordan Smith, no, thank you. you that that's been. I, I'll just take my medicine if he uh, shows up in T10s. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, who else is down here? Uh, Svensson? I don't know. I mean, that that could be a look, but I mean, he hasn't played well in the past two tournaments, but prior to and T40 at PGA Championship, maybe. Hmm. 
anybody in the six thousand dollar range that you guys uh well, shake shake's yeah. been playing good yeah everywhere he's been yeah. the last couple of weeks but boy look at before that yeah i'm i'm kind of in on shank if i had to pick somebody down yeah. here i think i'm going towards shank yeah i'm at the ownership the, yeah yeah the ownership is i think that's the play down here yeah he played he played very well at colonial yeah. All right, one more, one more, one more. Let, let's find another six. Who do we like in the six thousand dollar range that we're going to go with? Hmm. Uh, I'm out on Mac Hughes. I I don't. I think this sucked a lot of wind out of the Canadians. Even though it's like a big win for the Canadians to uh, have a Canadian win, I, I, I'm that's I'm, way too low now. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, oddly enough, like Padraig Harrington could make the cut, and he's at $6,600. I mean, he, I, I wouldn't be surprised. No. Really? Yeah, he's a, he's from that that non-imaginative vein that I talked about earlier. I don't think so. I don't see him making the cut. No, so, no, you think he's missing it? I think, yeah, I think he's too, okay. too, too, too um, regimented. Yeah, all right. Huh. Fair enough. I don't see anybody down here, Cal. Let's do a, let's uh, we're, do a lineup. We're, we're not going to have to get down there, so it'll be fine. All right. Uh, where are we heading? Um, who do we all love? We all loved um, Hideki. Start there. Uh, you got to give me a minute. Uh, you're uh, you're pulling down my internet juice over here. <laughs> God, think, I, I've uh, got yeah. I've got lineups in. I don't, I don't. I mean, are we going to steer clear? We'll we'll find out, right? Once we get to the top. All right. So we got to go. Well, we don't have to go. But here's where here's where I think we're heading. Mm -hmm. Is so I'm I'm with you on Hideki. I think that's. Uh, I mean, this thing screams Hideki. I think Adam Scott's a play. Of course you do. Hmm. Throw another shrimp on the bobby. All right. Uh, Adam ha Adam had when his uh, his shoulders are sore, so yeah. we're gonna we're we're gonna get away from that guy. Uh, Steve, you liked Hatton, right? No, no he didn't. Uh, he did, he that didn't. was Dan. I liked Hatton. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't go Hatton yet. But who? Let's stay in the middle of the uh, middle of the road here. Um, who'd you like? Ooh. Yeah, Fowler. Yeah, Fowler was unanimous, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fowler for sure. Uh, hold on. Are we Fleetwooding? Yeah. Or are we not? Yeah. Fleetwooding. Yeah. yeah. I thought we were Tony Steve, Fleetwood. Right? Steve. We, we, we all had a good vibe on Fleetwood. I remember that. Yeah. All right. We all, all right. we all like the bounce back. But is mm -hmm. it wishful thinking or is it mm -hmm. logic based? He's been playing uh, well. I think some of the other ones were logic based. That one was wishful thinking. <laughs> no, no, he's been no, playing pretty no, good for no, here. No, no, so no, no, two, no, no. Fleet, Mystic Fleetwood, solid. 18, fifth, 15th. Yeah, he's been playing good. All green. Model Fleetwood, rank fifth. Uh, it's, it's, can he get, it's, do we think he could bounce back mentally? In, in oh, for days? sure. No, I mean, he's bounced back tournament after tournament after yeah. tournament after. He keeps showing up to all these <laughs> tournaments that he knows that he had. Yeah. Even if he has a chance to win it, he's going to lose it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, it's exactly right. So, you know, Steve, you said, you know, like Rory always is trying to say the right thing. Flitlid always knows he's going to lose. But I'm showing up because the second place pays Pays pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's got all the tools for this course. That's for sure. There's so, yeah. So a couple of guys, uh, how do we feel about, uh, I feel good about it. What Patrick Reed? <sighs> Don't put your political views aside. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. I just, I, I, when you were talking him up, all the examples you gave, his game was in a completely different place than it seems to be now. He's he was on, he was on fire around the greens back then. He His approach shots were always within 15 feet of the pin, it seemed like. And I just haven't seen that out of him lately. Um, but uh, I haven't, you know, I don't see him play much. It's only yep. um, only in the, in the, in the, the two majors, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, but I just didn't see that precision. There was, a, there was a time there where if he was sitting in the middle of the fairway, his only problem was off the tee. If he was in the middle of the fairway, Man, his he'd hit he hit that nice little draw right towards the pin, and it it seemed like automatic, but it didn't seem like that at the Masters or the PGA. So I don't know. Those are good points. So Hold can, on, you you're saying you you don't like T four at the Masters this year? From a previous, uh, it was it was it wasn't that I didn't like it. It was that the way he got there was different than I'd seen. I, in the I past. see. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a short game that got him there. It wasn't his approach shots. Uh, all right. Fair enough. I, I can agree on this. We're, we're good. I, I do have him played. I, I've been sprinkled around in plenty of other uh, lineups. Um, where are we going, Dan? So if we're not going to do Reed, are we doing Reed on this one or not? We can do him. I was given I was given my counterpoint, but yeah. it doesn't mean it's it, 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 it should no, stop no, you. No. We'll do Reed. Well, it's fine. How, what about Neiman? So do you take Neiman or Rose? Mm, I think we can do both. I think let's take Rose. Yeah. Well, I don't know, Steve. What do you think? How do you feel about Rose? I th- I think Rose is definitely on the upside. Yeah, I think Rose is on the upside. No, <laughs> but there's only one answer left. Yeah. That Rose is in, and there's one answer left. Read. Well. well <laughs> No, at this Brooksy. point, we, Brooksy. Yeah, yeah, we got to pick oh. Kepka. We can get Kepka, oh, yeah. Cantlay, or Hovland. Kepka, Cantlay, or Hovland. Kepka. Who are you taking? Kepka. I would take Kepka. I'm taking Kepka too. Uh, all right. Uh, picks to win. Steve, oh, Steve's kind of biased on Kepka. He's got like he's kind of got the similar kind of name, you know. <laughs> Kepka. Well, you, my name has been butchered so many times. I guarantee I've been called Kepka before. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Hold me. on, I think <laughs> I've said it right every you time. No, no, I, you, I, I, I complimented. <laughs> I complimented you the very first time you said it because you did it perfect. There's my daughter, nothing. my daughter, gradu- had her graduation award ceremony. She won a few awards and. They added letters. There was an M insert in there, Kamapena. There was like eight syllables added to it, but you, you've nailed it every time, Cal, every time. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not completely illiterate. I just, uh, you know, if it's, if it's not in Hillbilly, it's a hard, uh, hard, hard struggle for me. So, uh, all right. So here's where we got to go. Uh, do you have any bets lined up, Steve, or do you have any best bets, or do we just want to go straight to one and done? 
Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I do whatever you tell me to do. You're my betting guy, uh, guru. All right. So, so we'll, so we'll do. Uh... Uh, so, by the way, I do think uh, Scotty Scheffler at like seven fifty on a uh, first round leader. That's a bet for me. That may have already happened. I did bet Max Homa like a year. When do the, ago. When do the tea times come out? They're out. Oh. The first round leader is going to probably. Oh, out. they're out. Damn, in the share, morning. Share, share the times. Okay. No, no, we're, they're out. They're out. So, All right. Hold on. I'll get them. Is, I bet the leader comes from the morning. Okay. Mm. What's the temperature in the morning when you wake up there? Uh, 55 to 60. Yeah. yeah. High 50s and low 60s. Yeah. But it's uh, the, the greens will get bumpy in the afternoon. That's a different. And fast. Yeah. And uh, it is, it it is, it's, on the round one, I don't think the speed will change much in the early rounds, maybe by the weekend. But on those first two, the first yeah. two days, the afternoon rounds are going to have to deal with, with the bumps in the green. This is so good having this insight uh, onto this golf course, man. I love it. Uh, did you All find right. it? In? Yep. Yeah, uh, here you go. So let's see. Mm, you got to get deep. I'm looking. Real, no, I real deep. Oh, Tommy's in the morning. Tommy's in the morning. Yep. There's a possible oh, first round leader. That's a personal, That's a good one. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Shane. Shane Lowry. Sean Lowry. Did you hear that? Him get well, a Adam Scott's Sean. In the morning. Adam that's Scott. A, that could be a leader too. Scotty's in the morning. Yeah. Scotty's in the morning. Danny, uh, Danny McCarthy. Danny McCarthy. To give you the first one, he can get hot with that putter. Ooh, if he does, that's a good play. I like that. So, okay, there's where your plays are then, huh? Scotty, you're, uh, yeah, good, good. Uh, all right, who, uh, so we got to pick a winner. We don't have to pick a winner. We just got to pick who we think's going to be the winner. Yeah. Steve, you want to go first since you've uh, got the most of course tribal he does. knowledge? Of course he does. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be Brooks. Oh, I like this. <laughs> I do. This could be, that's, that's this my be one a and done. That's my one and done, Cal. Brooks. This, this, this could be a trifecta. I, I think the reason is the, the the comeback story is it seems complete in everyone's mind because he kind of stumbled at the masters and then redeemed himself at, at uh, the PGA. But I think his true comeback story is becoming the player of the year this year. And if you guys remember on one of the earlier podcasts, I think, I don't think it was a golf one. I think it was a whiskey one. Mm. And towards the end of it, we started talking golf and we talked about who would be the player of the year. And we've all said at that time it was wrong, but someone could jump up and grab it from him. And what they'd have to do is win two majors. Mm. I think Brooks's full year. I don't think he's, he could win a, a British open or open championship right now, maybe in the future, but, but uh, winning two majors, I think his full comeback story is I'm player of the year, not John. Rahm. Wow. It's good. Uh, I'm, I'm not shaking my head as no. I'm shaking my head as yes, and I can't believe it because also my pick for the win this week 
is Adam Scott. Scott. It's Kepka. <laughs> it's, I, I when, think, when we agree, I fill up my glass. Every time we agree, I, I'll fill up my glass. I don't know. I mean, it, it's going to happen. Like, I, I can't see. Well, I mean, it, it's a mixed bag. But that dude wants to win it. And I think, well, big sip. Big, big sip. sip. Big sip. Uh, but it's going to, I think it. Kind of has to have. I mean, it's it's a golf course. The way that you've seen it, you've seen him play on other golf courses, and this golf course kind of feeds right into exactly what he's going to do. I mean, yeah. it, there, there's the. I mean, outside of like you know just uh, whiffing on putts, I mean, he should be able to take care of this thing. There's been no yeah. better major player in the last decade right then brooks caprica right he loves a hard golf course loves a hard golf course loves being in the spotlight we're in la 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 land i think he's definitely it's all lined up and he's healthy which is huge and his putting stroke looks so good right now you know when he's 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 had he's had his eras where it was on fire and then there was a little, little bit of a sketchiness to it but man it looks solid as a rock right now he, he he sets up weird but and i think he sets up with the ball on the toe a little bit but then with the backstroke and he hits the middle of the club face every single time those those down low views yeah i always cringe at the setup but when, when the club comes through it looks solid as a rock yeah hey, let, let me just say dan before you pick your guy Who'd you pick? I picked, picked Brooks. Told you, man, he's my one oh, and done. God, this is a lame show. So lame. We, we all picked the same fucking guy. I told, I told you I picked him before you picked This him. is lame. It's just lame. <laughs> we, we, we can't do it. Uh, here's what I would say. my other, The other guy that I would have picked would have been Bryson DeChambeau. Because I think Bryson also Ooh. stands to do this. I'm not going to. I'm going to play Brooks Kepkin. And I think he is going to drive home exactly what he intended to drive home. So, Cal, I got to show you a screen real quick. Does this change your mind at all? No. I haven't seen the screen yet, but it probably <laughs> doesn't. Uh, I don't know what it Bricks Kepka, West Pond. Well, I mean, I see Billy Horschel, but I don't know. He ain't playing with him. Hideki He's Roy. playing in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to watch that crap ball. He's got to watch that crap ball. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. Hold on. So he's not your first round leader, Hold on. Damn, shit. All right. So, so, so basically what they've, they've, strategically, they've strategically placed Billy Ho, Billy Horschel, in front of Brooks Kepka to slow play him instead of in the fourth and final round, they're going to slow play him throughout the tournament. Yep. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. I don't think when, uh, is... on uh, Friday. Do they, do they, is he, he'll be in front of him on Friday oh, too. Oh yeah. Yeah. They I don't know. switch the order. Like, uh, I think they just flop. They just, they just flip them. I think they whole morning afternoon, but they don't, they don't go like, that way too within the morning and afternoon. I don't think so. I don't think yeah, so. I, don't, I can't recall. I mean, it's a great pairing though. He and Rory, I think, are great together um, with, with, with a mutual respect um, and and uh, 
appreciation of each other's game. And Hideki's, just, it looks like always easy to play. So at least within his group, he'll have a good time. But well, as long as slow. as long as Hideki doesn't uh, bring out any whiteout to the, <laughs> to the is is Horschel slow player? I don't recall that. Is he pretty slow? Just mannerisms. He's horrible. He's horrible. I, he's a lot worse of interaction than, with the caddy. He's worse. No, no, it's oh. all him, and he's worse than Cantley. He's horrible. I mean, he's got these mannerisms and these things and this stuff. It's Steve, it's, it's Steve just proud yeah, I, Well, I got the third three to him, so. Uh, by the way, friend of the show, uh, Steve Canepa, Elmalin Spirits. We're not going anywhere yet, Steve. We're not done. Nope, unless no. you need to be done. Yeah. I do not need to be done. We were just letting you know that we were actually drinking. Yeah. And, and I'm not, I'm, I decided not to have Filmland stuff behind me and all that. Just just so you know, guys, I'm in it for you, not not my company. <laughs> um, it's pure, pure respect and love, not nice. not a not a commercial plug. Nice. And plug, yeah. plug in birdies and bourbon today because that's right. For those, spirit, looking you know. good. For those of you that are not watching, I mean, he's got uh, he got he's got a shirt on and uh, I don't know. He should have had booze by now, but uh, I'll talk to Rocket Lead about that. But it'll be fine uh so all right so we got so we got our one and dones in all the same we've got our uh, lineups in uh what what are you looking forward to uh steve so well hold on Let, let's wrap up on um we've been going are you going to show up for the next one steve yes <laughs> okay for sure all right yeah, well here, sure. here we go um so anything else on the u.s open I think that there's going to be some amazing drone footage and blimp coverage that, that people will be shocked when they figure out where this course is located. When you say bl- the blimp, comp- blimp, 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 what are you talking about? <laughs> that thing that floats in the air and takes pictures from <laughs> the, the, the fact that the city grew up around this little oasis in the middle of it. And it, and it, contrary to what people believe, you'll see some tall buildings around it. That's not Los Angeles. That's Century City, kind of Beverly Hills area. But there's definitely part of the course where if it's clear, you can see downtown. Um, but where you see this course and then all around it, just a concrete jungle, it, it's, it's going to be uh cool cool for people who aren't from here to see that those kind of angles and then the pictures from the course when we get up to the hill by the uh, 14th tee box the highest point of the course which happens to have a famous place to the right of it that, <laughs> that, that people may hear, have heard of that's i think the, i think that's the tallest point on the course and the view looking down on that is is spectacular so there's gonna be some really cool visuals for people not familiar, there hasn't been a major in LA for seventy something years, right? It's been a long time. It's been wow. a long time, man. Yeah, it, over sixty is what I read, but yeah, yeah. I mean, over seventy could be, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely correct. Was it so. was it Riv? The last one was it Riv? I think so. Yeah, yeah, P, a PGA. Yeah. Maybe it was. Yeah, not as long ago as I thought. Maybe but, U.S. I mean, Open's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, never at L L L A C C. So yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it's good to get. So how close are you to this course? About 40 miles. I live uh, in a place called Thousand Oaks, which is uh, like northwest of, of proper Los Angeles. Don't give your address. People nice. <laughs> like me. 
Uh, I, if, if they uh, set it up the right way, they'd be welcome. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm setting. You're always welcome. That was a hint. That was a hint. Um, and yeah, we got to get you down to, uh, got to get you to, oh, member, member. It's Sweetens. Could be a thing. Yeah, I got I got to see that place and live and in person rather than just watching it on YouTube clips. No, I'm sorry, member guests. Excuse me. Yeah. I, I'm I playing you, the member, member you, this weekend. I, I, yeah, but, I speak. Yeah. I speak three drinks in. Don't worry, I have, I have that language. <laughs> I'm, I'm fluent. In, I'm fluent in three drinks in. <laughs> don't mind, Cal. He's just a drunk piano player. I'm <laughs> whoa. <laughs> what are you speaking over there? Uh, all right. I, what else do we have? Uh, as as a guy. That's into booze. Uh, so you, you commented a little bit on, hold on, let's stay with golf. Okay. Forecasts and current temperature on golf in general. You know, I heard something very interesting. Uh, I think it was during some of the news clips of the combination here, but that uh, the majority of hours of golf being played now are being played at uh places like top golf and golf ranges versus golf courses and i've never in a million years have thought of that concept is i I don't know how they measured in terms of time spent or balls hit or whatever but um but that more people are playing golf at the fun golf places you know music and food and booze and all that stuff than you know actual golf courses which to me is the next evolution is golf will become more of like um a bowling thing versus a a stoic button up your shirt everyone be quiet thing and it'll attract a wider audience i think that's that's kind of what's coming i think the combination of these two um tours um philosophies is 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 a beginning of that it's interesting because when you uh, come to play Sweetens at the member guest tournament, uh, you will not have to wear. You can wear. We can wear t-shirts if you want yeah. to. And and no, but I will tell you the pro there, Madamski. Uh, he'll be in a t-shirt for sure. Nice. And uh, and nobody cares. And it's like, hey, we're we're gonna play around you right now. We'll play this whole when it comes to, and we'll just move around. Yeah, it, it's a, a interesting uh, thing that's happening. But uh, but yeah, good stuff. About that, good stuff. Well, so yeah, uh, what's coming up? Do you, Dan, what is this up? Uh, well, nope. Uh, it's going to be a fun week in LA at the U.S. Open. Uh, I echo Steve's thoughts on the on golf in general. You know, Cal and I were talking last week about you know most popular sports in the world goes soccer and then goes basketball. Very easy to play those sports. You don't have to have all this equipment. Golf's very hard. <laughs> you have to buy a lot of equipment. It's expensive. It's good to see it changing in that, and I think it's going to um, yeah. get, get the younger audiences in there. I think we've got some cleanup to do on that on the front uh, with the image of the PGA Tour right now with the whole what just happened with Liv and some controversy and all that. So I don't know if leadership's going to remain the same. And I hope, you know, I think we're on the right path, though, which is good. Finally on the right path. But uh, I think it's going to be a fun week. I think, it's, I think Steve, do you think it's going to be more watched or less watched than the PGA uh, Championship? 
Um, I think it'll start off more. Uh, so if you looked at the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that'll be more. If there's a compelling story at the end of Saturday, then Sunday will also be more. If it's someone no one cares about or a huge lead or something, that might change. But if it's tight, which I think it will be, and the personalities at the top of that leaderboard are compelling, then I think it'll overall be more than the PGA because I think the PGA kickstarted it. Yeah, I do too. Yep. Father's Day. Don't Father's forget, Day. don't forget to uh, send your father a gift. Find the link in the bio, birdies underscore bourbon, or just go to uh, filmlandspirits.com. <clears throat> yeah, there uh, there is actually a uh, Father's Day coupon out there right now if you wanted to send uh, and i wasn't going to do any commercial but just to save people money if they happen to there's if you type in dad18 dad18 because father's day is on the 18th uh, you can get 18 percent off um on the film and spirits website right now nice good biz. nice good biz. great biz yeah absolutely good deal man uh, and thanks absolutely uh what is uh hold on dan do you have any questions to ask no, I think we covered it all, man. Um, they're, fil- they're filmland spirits. I mean, I want to know. I know we're uh, we're 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 approaching a time. Yeah, I don't have any get any questions right now. Steve, do you have any movies you're looking forward to this summer? <laughs> um, well, I I, I was kind of looking forward to maybe the Indiana Jones reboot, but yeah. I've heard some bad things. Aww. So. Um, I'm not, I don't know if I'm, that's, that's on the list as it once was, um, that, that, that's a nostalgia one, right? I mean, that's from my youth and mm-hmm. uh, I kind of grew up with that character. So you always hope that, that there's a re- revitalization of it, but the early reviews or early feedback, um, I'll probably still go see it. Me too. But, um, what else is, I don't, I don't. I don't think I don't so know either. What's coming out? This there's not not a lot that's on my radar screen for the summer. Not not like it's been in the past. Like you know, no yeah. no um, you know Top Gun or uh, Mission Impossible or anything like that. So yeah, yeah, on. yeah. We'll stick to, we'll stick to what we know. Uh, uh, hold on, I mm-hmm. do have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a multiple part question. Oh boy! But oh, no, it's going to be a multiple part answer. So if I'm coming to LLCC mm. and I'm watching. I'm, I'm going to the tournament at night or dinner or lunch. Where am I heading? Where am I going to get a drink? And where am I going to, uh, to grab some food? Oh boy. Yeah. So, um, I prefer the coastal area. So, uh, Marina del Rey all the way down to Redondo beach. You know, there's, there's four or five beach cities in between those. Um, that's my favorite part of the, of LA proper. So, uh, I love Manhattan beach, Hermosa beach and, uh, Redondo beach, that trifecta of beach cities, boom, 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 right in a row. They call it the South Bay affectionately. Hmm. A little North of that is the classic Venice and, and Santa Monica, um, which are a little more touristy and all of those places though have beautiful, uh, downtown little restaurant nook areas. I like that vibe. I like the ocean breeze. I like the being near the water. All great if you happen to be staying there. If you're staying a little more close to the golf course, um, Westwood, where the UCLA campus is, has a great strip of down of uh, restaurants in, in Westwood. Um, they they kind of start at Wilshire Boulevard, which is, I think, a street you mentioned, work their way up to the UCLA campus. But 
right there. And then you get into Beverly Hills, and then there's a million great restaurants there. They're all, mm-hmm. they're all probably twice as much as the value of the food. The food is good. It just costs twice as much as you can got, probably get it somewhere else. There's a little hidden gem of a place oh. that I like called Culver City. Oh, yeah. Um, Culver City is... C-C-U uh, or C-O? C-U. C-U-L-V-E-R. It, it is an area that was a, a very popular for the movie industry. There's a movie studio there. Gone with the Wind was filmed around there. And it was very popular. Then it went into a little t- time of decay. But it's been revitalized now, and a lot of the old buildings have been um, restored. Great little bars in some of them, some cool restaurants around there. So the the hotels are cheaper there, the rent is cheaper there. But um, it's a fun place to kind of walk around, and uh, it's a it's an older feel with like the building might not look good on the outside but you go inside and it's got a great whiskey selection so culver city is kind of cool um as an off the beaten path place nice steve do you, yeah um this is something that we never talk about on the show and we'll, uh, we'll we'll we can close out with this okay do, do you believe in a uh in a higher power <laughs> I'm not asking I, what higher power, but do you believe no. that, that, that we'll that get to that power? right after the break? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start by saying I respect anybody who does, but I do not. I don't okay. do not believe in a higher power all right. at all. Yeah. So, and, and the reason, I mean, you the the things that you just said and you just lined up in Culvert City, Culvert City, Culver, C U L V E R, Culver, yeah, Culver City. Yeah. And this, yeah. I mean, I live right across the way from uh, from a Confederate graveyard. And uh, I, I, I agree with everything you've just said. We're all good. Cool. I, yeah, I, I actually love those places where in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, they were vibrant. And then maybe they... They were a little rough, and then the and then the powers that be fixed them back up. Yeah, uh, downtown San Diego. Downtown San Diego is a great example. Of that old town San Diego, but to me, those always have they have a, a personality, uh, old yeah. personality with a modern a modern vibe. Like there's a yeah. great whiskey selection, great great restaurants, great chefs are there, but the the facade looks old and worked in, and I just I love that combination. Yeah, yeah. The stigma doesn't necessarily deliver if uh, if you say so. Yeah, but uh, you're saying it positive. I'm saying it positive. Also, it's just it doesn't have anything to do with the yeah whatever's around it. Yeah. Ne- all right. Nevertheless, uh, I guess we should yep. sign this one off. Cheers, boys. Always a pleasure. Cheers. Uh, Steve, Dan. We'll try to make you go longer next time. (laughs) Cheers.